Hello, welcome back to How to Rewrite Your Stars. This is Benjamin Fincher with Starlight Mentoring, and I'm here with Kenny Ingersoll. Is that how you pronounce your last name? Ingersoll, yep. Awesome. And he's our guest on the show today. And Kenny, go ahead and tell us a little bit about yourself. Well, Benjamin, thanks for having me on. I appreciate the opportunity to uh, be on your show here. Absolutely. Background. Um, I grew up, uh, born and raised in Salt Lake City, Utah, and I'm currently still there, basically. Nice. I've done, you know, all sorts of things in my background, from warehouse to delivery to um, DJing to some consulting to I'm now a financial professional and I'm just getting started in real estate investing. Nice. So. So it was like you've been around more than a couple blocks. <laughs> uh, that's awesome. So is that kind of just the path that you ended up taking in life or did you kind of plan that out or how'd that go for you? It was just kind of how it happened. You know, I, I knew I wanted to have be entrepreneurial and kind of thing. I was just kind of trying to find the, the right vehicle, the right um career and occupation and doing so. Okay. Awesome. So, so how long have you known that you wanted to be an entrepreneur? Um, pretty much all my life. Cool. Um, and was there any particular experience that made you realize that or just some, something well, that you just grew up knowing? Well, part of it is um, my parents were both entrepreneurs um, you know, to some degree, they ran their own business or helped each other run a business and whatnot. And so I, I like that aspect. And I remember, you know, being able to kind of, my dad was always in charge of his schedule and whatnot, you know, and I like that. And nice. I never really fit into the normal nine to five mold. You know, I feel, I, I, I I feel can, you there. <laughs> do it. I'm certainly not knocking it by any means. But it just wasn't the right fit for me. Mm -hmm. so I, I wanted to find something. I just took a little while to find out exactly what that was. Okay. And do you feel like you figured out what that is for you now at this point? I do, yeah. yeah so tell us a little bit about that. So, yeah, um, like I said, I've done a bunch of things. I even owned an RV salvage yard for a while and stuff, and that was kind of my baby for a while. But. Wow. Um, filled its need but um wasn't quite the right path but um with financial services and um real estate investing um i feel confident that i've hit the sweet spot awesome so as you know the title of the show is how to rewrite your stars so where would you say the biggest area in your life is that you've been able to do that that you've been able to take control of the reins to write your own path, to rewrite your stars. What story would you tell us with that? For me personally, it was like about eight years ago, roughly, you know, I know I always wanted to be an entrepreneur, just hadn't quite figured out how or whatever, but it like clicked. Um, you know, I was able to essentially get out of my own way and start understanding things deeper. I was reading a bunch of books, you know, Grant Cardone, Tony Robbins, mm -hmm. um, things like that. Um, 
and it just took a while for that to click but once it did it started to you know I was like whoa <laughs> you know mind blown kind of thing I was able to get out of my own way and really um, pursue that and understand deeper what it means to be an entrepreneur and how to make that work for me <clears throat> that's awesome so, so you mentioned getting in your own way. How would you say that you'd been doing that before it clicked for you? Um, a lot of it was um, self-limiting beliefs. You know, oh, you know, that's too scary. I don't have any experience doing that. I don't know how to do that. I don't think I can do that. You know, mm-hmm. success in that department is for other people. <laughs> Me or whatever, you know, or um, of course being with things with, that's been ingrained in society, you know, get a real job and mm-hmm. you'll, you'll never make it. Or 95% of people don't make it, blah, 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 blah. You know, so that was part of those self-limiting beliefs that I had. And um, when it finally clicked, I'm like, no, I'll figure out a way. If I'm really determined and if I really want to, I'll figure out a way to get there. So I was able to um, recognize that and then, recommit and deepen my determination to succeed that's awesome and that reminds me of something um as i told you before we started here i was checking out your facebook page just to get to know you a little bit better and i saw what one of the most recent things you've shared was something about how like you, you go to college and you go get a house and go get a new car and all these things and the typical American like goes and takes out loans for all that and ends up like thousands and thousands of dollars in debt and everyone's just like oh good job great work like amazing you're doing so awesome but then as soon as you like turn around and put a fraction of that money towards starting a business or towards getting an education to do something non-traditional as it were then people just turn around look at you like whoa are you sure like that doesn't sound like it's going to work. I know someone that their business flopped. Oh, like, I don't, can you get your money back? Or, hey, how about, did you think about getting a real job? Stuff like that, right? Oh, that's all over the place. All over the place. It's very, very common, very prevalent in society, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. And for me, there's nothing wrong with getting a house and getting a car and going to college. It's just the the way you go about it and the timing of it is what's important. Right. You don't, you don't want to, don't buy a Ferrari, a Honda Civic budget. Right. So, <laughs> you know, so so definitely use some logic and sense behind it and whatnot. And, and if you go get a Ferrari and you can afford it and that's one of your desires and you worked hard for it, then hey, kudos to you, go get that Ferrari. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and uh, kind of feeling like taking the conversation down this tangent a little bit. Um, I right now I'm in a mastermind course learning how to accelerate my own business as a mentor. And it's been interesting hearing some of the comments from different people because some people in my life are like, wow, that's awesome that you're pursuing that. Like, that's really like inspiring that you're following what you feel is right for you to do and there's other people that I may or may not be related to (laughs) that are like what are you doing with your money like get a job 
are you crazy? <laughs> I'm just like, okay. Um, yeah, that's it. That's where you're at. And I'm at a different spot and I know this is right for me. And I don't want to diss on you, especially because you're related to me, but just have faith that I can do this. Like I'm not, I'm not asking for anything else. Like I'm not asking you to pay me. I'm just saying, Hey, just have faith that I can do what I want to do. Like you're doing what you want to do. <laughs> have you ever had anything like that with for yourself? Oh, all the time. Still do. <laughs> Still do. You know, they may or may not be related as well. You know, right. People that don't understand what you're trying to do. Like you said earlier, I heard someone did something like that and this happened. Mm-hmm. You know, like, do you understand the full thing? Well, no. Well, then how about you uh, let me take care of it? <laughs> right. Well, that reminds me back in May of 2019, I think it was. It's so like a year and a half ago about I got into an MLM and I'm not the kind of person that should be getting into an MLM because it's nowhere within my personality to just go up to somebody and be like, hey, you could really use these supplements because they told me you should. <laughs> I'm like, I mean, I saw like minor in- improvements in my health, but I mean, you could try it. It does cost a lot of money, but... <laughs> and I discovered that wasn't the path for me like it was one of those things that I spent money on and found out no that's not for me and ultimately I feel like it's going to be a benefit because I know that that's not the way I want to be going so I'm not spending time or money on that anymore have you ever had an experience like that where you like you mentioned the RV salvage yard I don't know if that was a similar experience was like okay yeah this is cool but like I found out now it's not for me no it was i feel it was like the right thing for me at the time and for the duration i had it because you know i'm following a passion you know Mm -hmm. my own way and making it work and seeing it come to fruition and then also the experience and the connections i made in doing so i think i wouldn't have had otherwise and are irreplaceable awesome Mm -hmm. so Glad to hear for your sake that that was a good experience, even if it wasn't what needed to last, but that it was good for the season. Have you had any experiences like mine where it wasn't working out? Yeah, you know, I I also joined some MLM and stuff, and this kind of ties back to getting out of my own way. I also have the approach of, um, um, you know, buy these, you want these, all this kind of thing, kind of shoving it down people's throat. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, that's kind of what everybody says, you know, oh, an MLM, oh, stay away kind of. Thing. And so that's kind of the mentality I had. But then when you look at it, you can find that there's actually some good products, good people and decent services out there. Right. If you treat them as whatever, <clears throat> you know, so, um, <clears throat> I mean, you could Google Google and find bad reviews. So there's always going to be a negative about something, just how you treat it and the mindset you have and being open-minded to the possibility to be a good thing. Right. Yeah, being part of that, I'm like, okay, this one is, 
I've tried a little bit, but it's not quite the right one for me. I'm not saying it's a bad thing, it's just not what, what I was supposed to be in at the time. So, yeah, absolutely. And I should mention too, like, it, even though I didn't have a super fantastic experience, like MLMs are great for some people. And the stuff that I had, like, it, it was good product. It just helped a different demographic than I was in a lot more. So I'm like, okay, well, good. tried it out. Didn't work for me, but for other people, it's doing really good. So I'm like, okay, well, kudos to you. <laughs> Absolutely. And it could be like that for, for any business. You know, if you go in the, the fast food industry, you know, it might be a good fit or might not. Or you go into, you know, the detailing um, <clears throat> industry, you know. That doesn't mean they're bad industries. It just may not be the fit for you or fit at that time. Right. Or construction or, you know, being a limo driver. Mm -hmm. It's it's also the approach on how you take it is to, is it going to be the the perfect job for you? But if your mentality, if your mindset is not correct or not there, then it's going to be a nightmare. Exactly. That's a important point, I think, to really emphasize is that something could be perfect for you, but if you're not ready for it, then it might not be. So for all I know, 5, 10, 20 years down the line, like I'll try MLMs again and be like, oh yeah, I'm like rocking this now. But a year and a half ago, it wasn't right for me. At the same time, I definitely know that what I'm in now as being a mentor is definitely resonating a lot more with who I am. Being able to be like, okay, I understand like the way people think and the way people do things. And so I can tell them, okay, if you want to change this and start doing this. And I think that's important to recognize that as much as there's the standard workplace experience, like there's nothing standard about it. Like sure you get a bunch of nine to fives, but even among those, there's so much differentiation, so many different options out there. Oh yeah. Especially um, since March with the whole experience <laughs> stuff, you know, um, that just kind of goes to yeah. show the world is ever evolving, you know, COVID or not, you know, that's always going to be a unique experience. You can, you can go to the simplest job, but you're going to have a different experience every day because the people you encounter or the issues that come up at work or the weather, if your, your company is impacted by the weather, whatever. Yeah. So in your experience, how have you been able to discover what you truly enjoy doing and what's good for you to do because we're kind of talking about how there's a lot of different options out there so how did you come to find out what's good for you so um um, going back to what i said getting out of my own way and i want to bring up something you mentioned that i think is important to recover um cover again as you mentioned that you are in a mastermind group correct Mm -hmm. you know seeking counsel and help and make your business grow. Right. right? So that was one of the big things that helped me to get out of my own way is recognizing that I don't have to do it all by myself, you know, or I don't have to be the know-it-all 
and I'll be all kind of thing in my industry. You know, um, it's okay to have mentors. You know, you don't look bad if you have a mentor. Kind of right. Especially you know, because they're there to teach you, so you do do better. Exactly. You know, so I went from, oh, no, people know that I have a mentor. that They must think I can't do it by myself or I don't know what I'm doing to, you know, I'm, I'm wanting to improve myself constantly and work on myself. So you're going to get a mentor. Right. Someone that's done more. So that just kind of um, does a domino effect and a whole bunch of ways within your mind to loosen, um, to loosen it up, if you will, you know, your mindset and whatnot and being able to dive deeper into what I want. And I figured and. I recognize that helping people was one of my passions that I love. And, you know, um, these two industries helped me fulfill that. And I, I love being, I love the industries by themselves, but then they get to help, they help me help others. So it's a win-win. That's awesome. Yeah, I remember one of the only things that I had figured out when I was a kid, as far as what I wanted to do when I got older was to help people that and i didn't want a cubicle job and i did not want to be a doctor because being in a cubicle sounded really really boring to me because i like saw my dad's workplace and i'm like i don't want this like my own office space sounded nice but like the cubicle i was just like i don't want that and then being a doctor i'm just like i don't want to deal with all the stuff they do like blood and bodily fluids and functions and all this stuff like i don't want to deal with that and I find it slightly either ironic or poetic that my wife's a CNA. <laughs> like, okay, I married someone that wants to do something that I really don't want to do. <laughs> but, but it works out. That's awesome. Like the saying goes, opposites attract. <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Yeah, I love I love serving people and to me, nothing brings quite the joy in the same way that, you know, seeing the, the relief on someone's eyes or the, the relief coming off their shoulders or a sigh of relief in their eyes, if you will. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I love that feeling, you know. And also, like you, I don't want to, I knew what I didn't want to do. And to, in a selfish kind of way, a little bit. I wanted to prove everyone else wrong. Was like, get a real job, you know, that work. And so, so in a selfish way, part of my motive, you know, tiny bit is I'm going to, I'm going to do it just because you said I can't. <laughs> well, it reminds me of a Walt Disney quote I heard, what, four years ago. It's fun to do the impossible or something like that. It was like, it, it's kind of fun to do the impossible. And it's like, yeah, yeah, that's true. Uh-huh. Yeah, I love that. And since you brought up Walt Disney, something else that helped me because, you know, um, a lot of people are in they're pressured into um, no, knowing what they want to do, you know, when they go to college, right out of high school kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So when I figured it out a few years ago, I'm like, oh, now I'm way too old. I wish I'd have known this, blah, blah, blah. But then Walt Disney and Colonel Sanders and Henry Ford were all in later stages in their lives. Right. Before their success became known. 
So, like, I can do that. If they can do that, I can do something like that. Exactly. So that was inspiring to me and more motivating and pulling me towards accomplishing those. Yeah, and to speak to that example of Walt Disney, I remember I read a autobiography of him when I was a kid. It was meant for children, but still covered some really good stuff of what he did. Um, I'm remembering from that that he like was sitting on a park bench or something thinking up these ideas for Disneyland, like a theme park where people can go like as if to the carnival, but it's thematic in a way that like relates to these other things and people like laughed him to scorn over that idea but, like that'll never take off like what are you talking about like a giant amusement park that like is permanent like you're crazy and i forget the exact details on it but it was something to that equivalent where it's just like when he proposed these ideas people are just like you're crazy and today it's known as the happiest place on earth <laughs> yeah yeah, and now he owns Marvel and a whole bunch of others. <laughs> Fox and Star Wars and <laughs> all that stuff, right? So, yeah, there's a whole bunch of similar type of stories, you know, of people that were turned down. You know, you're crazy. That'll never take off. That'll never happen. And now, like, um, I remember reading about the Beatles and the... Mm-hmm. The record label that didn't sign the Beatles because they thought they would be like a one-hit wonder kind of band, <laughs> and now they're kicking themselves for it. <laughs> right, turning over in their graves. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, yeah, and going back to the you, you said take off, and I was like, oh yeah, the Wright brothers. People literally said that would not take off. <laughs> oh yeah, and they're like, watch us. <laughs> <laughs> yep, that, that goes back to my kind of little selfish motivation that i have you know just all right watch this (laughs) yeah and i feel like uh, i definitely struggle with that too where it's like i really really want to prove a lot of people wrong in my life and at the same time i like look at myself i'm like benjamin you know that's not what's actually going to get you to do it you need up your motivation i'm like right (laughs) i'm like it's not to prove them wrong it's to help the people that i'm helping they'll see it or they won't and that's okay the other people they'll see it or they won't but it's important that i help the people and i feel like that's something we all get to wrestle with internally ourselves until we come to that conclusion or or a better one that i haven't reached yet yeah a quote that i've heard i don't remember where but it's um that i really like is you know not so much to prove others wrong but to prove myself right right and the proving wrong may is maybe what starts the um, actions, but it's proving myself right that's going to keep them going and pull me harder than this ever will. Right, because instead of an external motivator, it's an internal motivator, and it's a lot more close to home, literally, because instead of coming from another person, it's coming from within you. Yep, exactly. Yeah. Well, and another thing I'm thinking to mention, like you, you mentioned Colonel Sanders and Walt Disney and a couple other names. I'm remembering, I forget his name, but the founder of Walmart, like all these other guys, it was super late in their life that they finally hit their um, mother load or however you want to say that. They finally got their 
big payday. Yeah, Sam Walton. Sam Walton, yeah. Um, I feel like that really talks to the people listening that are kind of in that older age range, but also to talk to those that are more my age, like Christopher Paolini, if I'm remembering his name right, the author that wrote the Aragon series. He was 17 when he released that book and or published that book. And it's definitely... Um, it definitely planted in that fictional, um, not necessarily the Hall of Fame, but like just like sitting on that bookshelf among the big names. And he was 17. He was homeschooled like I was, like probably different style of homeschooling, but nonetheless, he was homeschooled, so he didn't even go to public school. And he was just 17 years old, published a best selling book. So if you already know what you want to do, there's nothing holding you back other than yourself. I mean, sure, there'll be obstacles, but it comes down to you personally. And I think that that is really big, both for older and younger listeners. Absolutely. There's always going to be obstacles, whether, you know, it's, you're always going to have obstacles, naysayers, you know, in, in, 17 year old or whatever you're too young you don't have any experience you know what do you know you're gonna have that you know even even with coming from yourself oftentimes right so if you if you know what you want and have that drive even if you don't know what you want but you know that what you don't want and there there's something out there that you're supposed to be doing ever then you've got a good start and you just need to push through that and you'll figure it out as you go yeah. And as long as you know that you're going to face obstacles and you're not going to, um, I like to use, be like an ostrich and bury your head in the sand, mm-hmm. kind of difficulty, then you're, you're going to make it pretty much. Yeah, because if you do that ostrich, something's going to come and kick you in the pants. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. <laughs> if it doesn't get you here, it's going to the pants <laughs> <laughs> so yeah definitely better to just face it head on so that you can actually see what's coming and it's not easy is it no and it doesn't get easier you just get stronger you know how to deal with it better you know i've over the uh, past several years i've been able to take things that would normally you know, um, weigh you down and get you into a slum sometimes you still do but been able to turn those into motivation that's awesome you know um, for example let's say lack of money mm-hmm. I'm, I'm working this hard or i'm pursuing my passion i'm putting in these hours because i don't want this over here i know what it feels like to be like this i don't want that so i'm gonna focus over here make sure i never have to worry about whatever it is again right and a really important point to make on that that I've learned somewhat recently, and I've kind of known the idea for a while. You, you don't want to be focusing on that negative. You want to problem solve it, like in a journaling session, be like, okay, I don't want to be in the hole. I don't want to fall flat on my payments. I don't want to go bankrupt or whatever it is, like using this money example. But instead of leaving it there and having that be your motivation, it's like, okay, yes, I don't want that, but 
what does not having that look like? What does the opposite of that look like? And it's like, okay, um, I'm making the payments on time. I'm paying extra on time. And then a step up is like, okay, I have money in my savings account and I have enough that I can go on vacations. I have enough that I can just buy a house with cash or buy a car with cash. And like this other side, instead of focusing on that negative yucky stuff, just being like, yes, I don't want this. So I'm going to focus on that. It's like, no, that's just going to take you right back in there because you're going to be thinking about that. But if you're coming over here, like, "Mm, yeah, I don't want that stuff. So instead I want this stuff and all this stuff. Have you ever experienced that type of mindset shift yourself, Kenny? Yeah. Yeah. And one of the things that really, really clicked with me is thinking bigger, you know, and believing that it's possible. But believing that it's possible. You know, um, like you said, not focusing on the million dollars or, I mean, the, the negativity. We'll just use the example of money still. You know, okay, I want a, I want a million dollars. But if you focus on how can I make that at 30000 a year, it'll never get there. Mm-hmm. You know, if you focus on where you are and, you know, it'll never happen, blah, 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 then you're right. It's never going to happen. Right. You know, um, but if you're focused on dreaming big and, you know, having a, a purpose behind it instead of a specific goal, instead of just a, I want money, but that's it. It's not going to be enough to drive you when um, hard times come through. But if you have a big goal and a purpose behind it, I want money because I want these or because I want these or because I want my kids to have this, 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 whatever that goal may be. Then, then you have something to shoot for, and you're gonna figure it out. Right. And I'll I'll use the analogy of road construction. I'm an analogy guy. You know, if you're if you're headed to Las Vegas, and on um, on the road there's construction or a roadblock or something backed up for hours, you know, you're gonna get on the GPS and figure out a way around it. Right. Or you know, you're gonna you're gonna figure out an alternate path to get there. It might take a little bit longer and a couple extra miles, whatever, but you'll figure out an alternate path to get to your destination. If you want to get there bad enough. Yeah, I really like that example because it's like, okay, sure, maybe you're stuck for a while because you're still on the interstate, but you take that next exit and take frontage roads to get around it. Or maybe the road's actually just closed and you need to find an alternate route. And some time ago, I heard that a mentor is kind of like a GPS in our lives where you know where you want to go, but you don't know how to get there. So it's like, okay, well, first off, you need to figure out where you're at. And then you need to figure out where you're trying to go. And then the mentor helps you map that course in between where you're at and where you want to be. To take that a step further, the mentor has already taken that route, so they know where the construction is, they know where the roads are closed, they know where there's flooding, et cetera, et cetera. It, talking hypothetically here, but also, or not hypothetically, but metaphorically here, but in a very real sense, it's exactly what mentors do, which is why I like doing that, is helping to be 
that person for people that says, look, if you want to get here, don't take these roads. You need to take the direct route or maybe the direct route has issues with it and you take the roundabout route. But giving those tools to be able to figure out how to actually get there. Exactly. You know, finding a mentor that's where you want to be. You know, or or at least a few steps ahead of you. Right. You know. Um, Leaving like 150. And then you maybe um, maybe that's all that they are ahead. But why? And so they took a completely different highway in St. George. But then once you get to St. George, you get you there. Right. Exactly. So yeah, um, the mentors, you know, um, may change mm-hmm. through other phases of your life. You know, yeah. <clears throat> so, I'm trying. I'm trying to make sure that I cover like <laughs> distances in this as well for the people that are not on the West Coast. <laughs> but but so. maybe the first guy takes you three quarters of the way or two thirds of the way and goes a different way. Or maybe by the time you get to that point, he has finished up and you can just finish up the rest of the way because they've gone ahead. But I I really like that analogy as well as just needing to know where you're at and where you're trying to be. Exactly. Yeah. And that, that's kind of going back to what I say is uh, not being afraid to ask for help or continue seeking help. You know, cause, um, one of the big things that helped me was realizing that even the big mentors, uh, the Tony Robbins, the Grant Cardone's, the Ed Milet's, uh, whoever, you know, you name off your favorite mentor, mm-hmm. have mentors. Right. You know, they're, they're constantly improving themselves. And if Tony Robbins is helping millions of people across the world and he's got a mentor, you know, then I, th- I think he's doing something right. If he's that successful and millions of people are asking for his help. Right. Well, beyond just having one mentor, they've got multiple mentors at that point. They've got someone for their food. They've got someone for their mind. They've got someone for their sleep. They've got someone for their body. They've got someone for their exercise and like all these different things that I like, I'm not there yet, so I don't even know all the things that they do, but I know that they get more mentors as they go along because like, okay, I want to hone in on what my body or what my mind needs in this. And so they get someone that knows that so they don't have to spend the time to figure it out on their own. Exactly. And that brings up a a good point. You know, if you get to that phase, you know, you're, um, Exactly, because your your mechanic may be a, a wonderful mechanic, but he he sucks at fitness, or right? Whatever, you know. I'm just throwing out examples here. Mm-hmm. No, but then your your fitness guru doesn't know a dang thing about cars. Right, never picked up a wrench. <laughs> yeah, you know. So th- he's great in their field. They're excellent in their field but they may not be the one size fits all, you know? Mm-hmm. So you, you might have to, you know, have to recognize that and make sure that they're, 
um, mentor the the what's the word um, aspect you want or part of your life that you need mentorship for. Right. Uh, I feel like uh, I don't think I've met anyone that does this, but I feel like there's people out there that just help you hone in on what the next thing you need to figure out is in your life. Like talking yeah. about this, it feels like there's probably someone out there that does that. Just like, okay, next thing you need is fill in the blank category. <laughs> exactly. And you might need that too. It might be just as simple as that. Okay. Let's start with what you don't want. You know, if you're, if you're whatever, I don't know where I want. Okay, let's start with you don't want. I don't want this. I don't want this. I don't want this. All right, so that leaves these 15 categories left open. Yeah. Narrowed it down to 15 out of 100. Again, taking out numbers and examples. But, you know, just having that simple, simple step might be what you need at the moment, and then you can start. All right. Um, <clears throat> Maybe we'll try this a little bit, you know, six months goes by. Nope, that's not quite working. Let's tweak it a little bit. You know, like you said, you're, you're going on the interstate and then all of a sudden there's a, a detour. All right, got to reroute. You know, maybe maybe I'm not supposed to go to Las Vegas. Maybe I'm supposed to go to Albuquerque. Yeah. Or whatever, you know. And one thing that just came to mind to mention as well Um I feel like for a lot of people, especially as they're beginning their journey, there's this, you don't need someone so honed in to figure out what you're trying to do. And what I mean by that is going back to the road example. Let's talk Salt Lake because it's familiar for you and me. And if you're not familiar, pull out a map. Salt Lake City, capital Utah. (laughs) But, but let's say you're trying to get from Salt Lake to Sandy, which is like, depending on which part of Salt Lake you're in, it's a 10 to 30 minute drive, right? Well, someone can probably just figure that out on their own by looking for the different signs. They just need to know, okay, I'm trying to get to Sandy. And they drive around enough to find a sign that says Sandy. And they're like, okay, cool. And they get there. Well, that was... 10 to 30 minutes, depending on where they were at, right? But someone trying to get to Orm or Provo, which is like 30 minutes to an hour away, sure, it's the same interstate, but there's a lot less signs pointing there from Salt Lake. And so it might take you a little bit longer, but you could just have someone say, oh yeah, take this road and get there, because I've done that before. Or even just someone's like, yeah, I I heard that you do that. And so for small journeys like that, it's easier to try and figure that out where someone's saying, okay, I want to go from Salt Lake City to New York City. They're going to need a map and a GPS. And so bringing this back to the personal development realm, trying to get the thing that's only like a month or two away, there's someone that can tell you how to do that close by but if you're trying to figure out something that would take like a year or two to make then you're going to start to need to get a lot more experienced person that you're looking for and uh, do you have anything to add to this analogy Kenny yeah just you know you'll you'll figure out what their niche is like we said you know this this mentor might be from 
Salt Lake Sandy. You know, that's kind of their specialty or whatever, or, you know, that's all you need guidance for. But if you go to New York, you know, you might have someone in the state of Wyoming, in the state of Nebraska, you know, and then, and then um, figuring out, you know, and some mentors, you might have two or three mentors in the same field, but then your personalities might click a little better with Mm -hmm. one together. Nothing wrong with either one of them. Nothing negative against it. It just might click for the way they approach it and things. Going along with the example of the driving a car and the personality types, you find two people that can tell you how to get to Sandy, but one of them, okay, three people, one of them tells you which road to take. The other one tells you to go south. And the third one tells you to stay on where the mountain is on your left and drive that way. (laughs) And what I'm trying to boil this all down to is that the less bigger, the smaller the change that you're trying to make, there's going to be more people close around you that can help you with that. But if you're like really striving for something big, then you're going to need to find someone that can actually help you with that that has been there before and just to to take all this um talking roads and travel and try to boil it down into one point so it's not all complicated it's just the the, there's different people out there that can help you and the better idea of where you want to be the easier it's going to be for them to help you and the easier it's going to be for you to get there either on your own or with that help yeah um yeah i'm like to try to think of where else we could go with this and not not coming up with too much other transition to talking about the vision board success for today you you done vision boards before kenny i do i have a vision board in my room and i have one on on screen my phone Nice. Same things on each place or different things? Oh, um, just same thing, just uh, smaller. Just easier to reference? Yeah. Nice. So um, this season one of the podcast goes over a lot of in-depth on the how behind vision boards. And then during season two, I've been highlighting more vision board successes to just show people, look, it's possible to use this tool. So what experience have you had with vision boards? You know, it's, it's, a, it's a visual. You know, it gives me a goal to reach for. You know, I specify in different areas. You know, I've got um, my health stuff. I've got my, my faith stuff. I've got financial stuff. I've got vacation stuff. I've got a whole bunch of different areas, different things. i got stuff. I want to do in my backyard, things like that. And it gives me a more specific goal to work for, to do that, you know, to, to strive for, to push myself forward, you know, um, then going back to, okay, this is why I'm putting in these hours, you know, and, mm-hmm. or the health stuff, whatever, you know, if it was just me, you know, not as big a deal, but now that I'm married and have, children you know i want to be healthier to play with them and be around longer you know things like that you know so it gives me more of a purpose behind that goal it's not just be healthier because society says to 
right? I feel like that's definitely one thing that happens a lot with vision boards. Um, if you're familiar with using them and you've actually used them, I feel like you're a lot more personal with them. Where if you're brand new, you might put a lot more things on there that are supposed to be or you think should be. And maybe that's one of the biggest points I'm trying to make with sharing the vision board successes I've had is personalize it to yourself. Like, I, I record these episodes on video call so I can show the person I'm talking with the actual thing I hung on my board. But the one for today is finish reading a book called Articles of Faith. And th this was as I was preparing for a two-year service mission. And th this was one of the recommended readings to be able to understand more before I went out of country and did missionary service for two years is to understand this and so it's like okay that's something that i want to have achieved before i leave off to this country that is on a different continent and i think that's one of the biggest things i'm trying to get at with sharing these successes is personalize it like i've mentioned before it doesn't have to be super big. It doesn't have to be super small, just whatever works for you. But I think one of the biggest things that I'm realizing now is just personalize it. And what do you have to say to that, Kenny? Absolutely. You know, it's, it's whatever your vision is, you know, you mentioned not, doesn't have to be big or small. You know, I, I want to, for example, I'll take mine. I want a, a nice motorhome. Mm -hmm. So, that's on mine, and it's a it's a fairly big purchase, fairly big object. But also, on the other hand, I want a you know um, an accessory for that motorhome. It's only a hundred dollars versus whatever, you know. So it's, it it could be you want this kind of ornament on your Christmas tree, right? You know, it could be you want to start a collection of lighthouses. Or, you know, whatever, whatever your vision board is, it doesn't have to be a certain size or, you know, it's like you said, personalized to yourself. And then I'll add to it, it's always changing. Mm -hmm. Things that I've, that I've accomplished, I keep in a, a binder in the sheet protector like you just showed. And then I'll pull that out every so often and it kind of gives me a boost. Of, Look what I've already done. You know, if I can do this, you know, then I can hit this over here. You know, just like, all right, let's go, let's go. Right. And that's something that I share in the first season is get, get that binder so that it actually becomes something special that you can look back at and remember, yeah, I have done all these things. Like as of today's episode, I've got 42 vision board successes in my binder and I've only been doing this for like just around five years. And as you've seen, if you've listened to all these episodes, the first five have not been terribly big. <laughs> and that's okay, because I was learning how to even do it in the first place. But these things did come for me faster than they would have otherwise. Uh, oh, and to cover something that I almost missed, I, I put this one on in December of 2015, and took it off in February 8th of 2016. So less than three months, we finished reading a book. 
Awesome. And yeah, yeah. Would you feel that a vision board has helped you to rewrite your stars and get out of your own way, like we were talking about earlier? Oh, absolutely. It gives me a, a sense of direction, like I mentioned earlier. You know, and each and it covers usually vision boards cover usually every aspect of your life. Right. You know, so um, and it's specific. You know, like. Now, the, the pictures on my vision board may not be specific, but I have written down, you know, like for the stuff in my backyard, I want this specific thing over here and this specific thing over here. Or finances, you know, it's I want this specific dollar amount. And then also for me, I put a date on it. And that helps me give it, a, it turns it into a goal instead of just wishful thinking. And then it, it gives me more motivation, more drive, you know, a little bit of pressure, you know, okay, now I have a deadline Deadline when I've got to get this done by. Mm -hmm. And do, if you don't hit it by then, do you take it off and just bag it or do you extend the deadline? How do you roll that? Um, I, I extend the deadline and then I also note, um, you know, how much, how much I've grown because my, my goal was there and I was driven so hard. You know, if let's say my, my goal is three years from now versus whenever, then I'm going to push and learn and stuff, something that I learn um, over the next year would have taken me 10 years to learn because I didn't have that deadline on it. Right. And along that same idea, I know for me, one of the biggest things that's helped me to just do it is actually just get in it and just visualize as if I was actually there. Like the, like the huge thing I have on my vision board right now, and I'll be a little bit vulnerable and share that here is to go back and visit that place where I served the two year service mission with my wife. Now I've gone back before on my own actually a year ago and that vision board success will pop up sometime along the way <laughs> it was one of the more recent ones so it'll probably be in a few months that that one pops up on the podcast it, it'll, it'll be fun to share that one <laughs> but i'm also excited for when i'll be able to say yeah i went back and visited peru with my wife and i could just in my head picture myself okay seeing the friends i made there and introducing them to my wife and taking the transportation because that is part of the experience <laughs> and see my wife's crazy reactions. And she's like, are we seriously going on this bus? I'm like, yes, we are. She'll be like, are you sure this thing isn't going to break down? I'll be like, I'm not, but we're going in anyways. <laughs> That's awesome. But, but just to really get in it and visualize it. And that's, that's been huge for me. That's awesome. And something I'll add that has helped me too is, you know, using your example, if you don't mind, of going back to visit uh, Peru, I believe you uh, said, correct? you know, okay, here's your goal, but you can, you know, it might be big and daunting if you just look at that, um, if you let it be. But then you can break it down into smaller chunks. Okay, I want to buy the airline tickets by this day, you know, or I want to have the hotel booked by this day or whatever, you know, just 
break it down into smaller chunks. And then as you accomplish those, you can check those off and see the progress within that goal itself. And it just helps you break it down, not so overwhelmed, um, more of a boost. You're like, yes, I'm making progress on that. Yes, I just did that step. Definitely. And just like for those listening, like if these ideas are resonating with you, take them, use them, because that's why we're sharing them here is so that you can get more ideas, different ideas, and find something that works for you. Like I mentioned, season one goes all into the how behind it, how it actually works, really effective ways to use a vision board. But we're sharing new ideas here. So if this is resonating with you, absolutely go ahead and use it for your own vision board because like, we're two different people sharing two different experiences. Absolutely. And I'd even go um, on top of that and say, you know, um, with permission granted and stuff, you know, borrow someone's, you know, if, if you got a buddy that has one or whatever has vision board, quote unquote, borrow those for a while and just get started. You know, and then, then you'll um, kind of understand it more and customize it to you and, you know, then it'll become your own or whatever, but, you know, start somewhere yeah and absolutely you guys can use the things i've shared here i mean they are really personalized to me so i don't even know if you'll come across something similar but maybe there's a book you want to finish reading or maybe like i mentioned in the last episode you've got that bookshelf that just does not look organized and you want to sort it out and put it in order like there's so many things out there and just personalize it for you. I feel like that's been one of the biggest messages in this episode is personalize your life. Like we were talking about so many different options of jobs, careers, and all that stuff you can do. But when it comes to your dreams as well, just personalize it, do what you want, dream what you want, go for what you want. Like they say the sky's the limit, but I fully plan on going into outer space once SpaceX gets their rockets to that point. <laughs> I mean, it's definitely out there, but that's one of my big things that I've thought would be super cool since I was a kid is going to outer space. <laughs> so Absolutely. Like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I might butcher his name. Is it, uh, who's the guy with Verdon Branson? I want to say, Russell Brunson probably got that a little wrong. Russell Brunson. Russell Brunson, yeah, with like Virgin Mobile and whatnot. Something I, I think Russell Brunson is. Uh, I think he's marketing else. guy. I don't, I don't know the other guy you're talking about. Yeah, sorry, I'm just over here. Um, but anyways, um, I can find it and whatever. But you know, he's working on the new SpaceX program as well. You know, the, the founder of um, Virgin Mobile and Virgin Cruises and stuff, you know. So my point is, imagine or even NASA, you know, with people on the moon. Imagine if if they allowed their limiting beliefs to, you know, the, the sky is the limit or whatever. Right. That, that's something I was getting at. It's like yeah. NASA or if myself <laughs> said that the sky is the limit. It's like, well, can't go to space then. And man already has. <laughs> 
Exactly. So go as far as you want and then go further. Yeah, <laughs> definitely. Ooh, anything else you'd add before we finish this episode up, Kenny? Um, we kind of covered it a little bit, but I think the biggest thing that I would emphasize is just start. Yeah. Just however you can, whatever tools you got, whatever situation you're in, just start. Definitely. Because it's where you're at. You you don't start the GPS when you're in St. George. You start it when you're in Salt Lake. Exactly. I mean, for native Utahns, (laughs) just roll with it. (laughs) 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 But yeah, it's like start where you're at and just move. Just get going. Like so much possibility in today's world, even with the craziness of how we're living right now like there's so much possibility if you're listening to this podcast you have so much readily available to you that you're going to be able to just do whatever you want as long as you get out of your own way like Kenny was talking about earlier absolutely and it's Richard Branson okay Richard Branson You're good. So, Kenny, if people want to reach out to you and find out what you're all about, where can they head over to find you at? I'm on um, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook. You know, um, my email, you can email me directly at kennyingersall at gmail.com. And I'll, I'll send all the links over here so those can be posted and whatever. Sweet. But, yeah. Excellent. Well, it's been a pleasure having you on today, Kenny. And as always, if you want to reach out to me, be sure to head on over to starlightmentoring.com. That's one word. You can find out ways that you can work with me. You can also check out the podcast. It, man, I've, I've done so much work revamping the podcast pages. I'm like, just go check out how awesome that looks now. <laughs> I've got season one page and season two page. It looks so cool. Just go check it out. Just, it looks awesome. But you can also find videos on there. And like I said, find out how to work with me. So head on over to starlightmentoring.com or for Kenny, I'll make sure to get those links posted in the description of the podcast in case you missed how he spelled them out. And remember, you're capable of rewriting your stars. You're capable of personalizing your life. and I'm taking people on the show to prove that it's possible because there are people out there doing it and you can do it too. Thanks for listening. And thanks again, Kenny, for being on the show. Thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely.